What's going on, Trophy Kids? We are back. It is the NFL show. It's a good one. We're talking about every game. OBJ heading to LA. Um, Cam Newton signing with the Panthers. What it all means. Where we're at with that. It's a good one. Thank you again for your continued support. We hope you like this one. And let's roll. Welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is November 12th. We are back for the NFL episode. Michael, as always, is returned. Honestly, I'm in a I'm in a bad spot, man. We are our teams are playing this week, which we'll talk about. But um I might be the worst NFL gambler alive right now. I cannot put together a string of winning weeks to save my life. It is two back-to-back weeks of just utter disaster. I, I I love the league because anything can happen, as we saw this weekend, but it's also the most infuriating thing when the Bills come out and lose 9-6 to against the Jacks. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think last weekend, I know, I know you're frustrated, but it was, it was a rough one for everyone, um, yeah. especially people in, like, pick em leagues. That, I mean, that would suck. Um, it was a rough one for us. Um, I, did, I did give out two dogs, though, two dogs. That you did. Um, but uh, other than that, I didn't give out much either. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, God bless this league because it is a league. If if you don't show up every week, everybody can beat everybody. Like there is, I know, like we rag on the Texans, we rag on the Jags and all these other teams that are, are really bad. But if you don't come out full effort, everybody's beatable. Everybody can win a game in this league. And it does make it fun, but it also makes it infuriating. Also, what makes it infuriating is when referees decide to take over the game like we saw Monday night. There are a lot of conspiracy theories going on about potentially throwing that game, but I think that might have been the worst officiated game I have seen in both college, the NFL, and really any time recently. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean, just the it wasn't, you know, like remember way back that Seahawks Packers game, you know, like was it an interception, was it a touchdown? That's like one play where everyone's just like, you know, what the hell is going on here? That entire game was just the most confusing thing I've ever seen. I I I if I was a Bears fan, I would have just completely been losing my mind. And even not not as a Bears fan, I was kind of losing my mind. Oh, um, it was just – it was weird. Like, I'm kind of with you. It was like, did these refs – do they have money on the Steelers? Like, I, I don't ever really think that. But, I mean, to, like that – I mean, I forget his name. Tony Tony Corrente, I think is yep. his name. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, he legitimately – Backs up into that player. I, what is going and on? And then holds his hand in the air like he's just hit a three-point shot to end the game. Like he like he did something great by throwing his flag and just holding it up there. Like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> These refs get emotional as well, and they, they're not supposed to be. Uh, they're not playing the game. Correct. What is he doing? They forget that they couldn't get out of, like, JV high school football, and they're out here trying to be a part of this game. It's unbelievable. And if it was the opposite way, if a player had touched that ref— all hell would have been real close. They would have been fined. They probably would have been suspended if he had done that, to be honest, because they protect them no matter what. Like, it's just unbelievable. Watch. They're probably going to give Tony the Super Bowl. He'll be the Super Bowl officiating head ref. <laughs> That's what yeah, we're at. Baffling. And, yeah, just, I, I haven't really no other words. That was ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't even want to buy into, like, that he had money on the game. I mean, it's hard not to ever since uh, Donahue in the NBA. Like, you can't ever throw out that possibility, and I'm not – I'm not saying he did, but it sucks because we're in a world where those rumors fly away. But you do question, like, was there some? Does he like just hate the Steelers? Like, did he did he grow up a Packers fan? Like, what what's the backstory here? Because it is, or not the Steelers, sorry, the Bears. Um, right. It, it was just unbelievable to watch in real time. And the problem too is, I feel like, and maybe they did. I don't pay atten- enough attention. We never hear follow up on like how the NFL kind of 
manages referees really like that's another part where it's like that's the i think the next step of credibility in the nfl especially as gambling becomes way more prevalent to kind of put to bed like you know refs potentially you know doing something a little bit on the shadier side um is we need more transparency on how these because they are professionals at the end of the day and we all mess up at our jobs that's not to, like neither one of us are perfect in our jobs but like right this wasn't just one mistake this was an entire game and there's a you know there's a pretty big history here this year especially where officiating has just been god awful and i honest to god don't know what the nfl is doing to to correct it if anything at all it, it would nice for it to, to be addressed i agree um i don't know i i'd like to know as well yeah it's a good it's a good question i'd like some more transparency uh in today's day and age with that but yeah let's move on don't want to spend all the time there. We had some big news in the NFL today, really over the last week here. I mean, the Rams with the biggest splash of the day, uh, obviously. Last week, they added Von Miller to that defense, and today they have signed OBJ. Where do you fall on this? Because honestly, this doesn't move the needle for me at all with them. Not really. I'm kind of surprised by the destination. Um, I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense already. Um and I think they, the three wide receivers they already have. I mean, is Van Jefferson better than Odell Beckham? I don't know. He might be at this point. Um, we'll see. It, it's just, it doesn't really excite me that much. Um, I, I don't, I wonder if he's really worth the possible headache going in. I mean, this is a really it's good a fair team. question. You don't want, you know, he's a strong personality. You don't want someone to come in and kind of, you know, mess with everyone there. They already have a few strong personalities on that team. You know, Jalen Ramsey, I mean, yeah. fighting. <laughs> um, like, so I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think, you know, his impact on the field is probably going to be, you know, if he's able to help out, you know, it's a positive. I don't think it's going to hurt them necessarily on the field, but, you know, locker rooms matter. Chemistry matters. You know, more team morale matters. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of just, I'm indifferent on the move. I'm kind of going to wait and see wait to see when he blows up or doesn't blow up um yeah so i don't know i i don't think it was a move the rams needed to make i'd agree i I, it doesn't move a needle for me too much because i i also don't think it's like a they're a team that is has been a a very efficient offense without him so they're not really i don't think going to placate to odell a whole lot um right now am i surprised it's la over like green bay no like when people were like he's going to green bay i was like I feel like o- o- OBJ doesn't want to be stuck in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's not really good for his brand. Like, L.A. feels much more on top, or New Orleans, or, like, one of the other teams he's rumored to. Um, but it shows just how off kind of the sports media was on where he's going. But last I checked, the Super Bowl odds did not even move a bit for the Rams because it, it, it doesn't move the needle. Like, he isn't the player he used to be. He's a little bit more fragile. Um, he still can get open, and he's still an effective player, but... OBJ for me has always been a little overrated. Um, and I think the reaction to it is also a little overrated, which we'll talk about when we get to the game and if he even plays this week, we'll see. Um the other news, I so I said this. I, I, I get very few things right this last two weeks, but I did say Cam Newton to the Carolina Panthers makes a whole lot of sense, and Cam Newton is returning to the Carolina Panthers. Does that move the needle for you at all? I mean, maybe a little bit intrigue-wise. I think he's. I mean, I think he's an improvement over what's going on down there. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think in that sense, it's definitely an improvement. Um, so, I, does it move the needle in the sense that I think the Panthers are some contending team in, in any sort of sense? No, I don't. I don't think that um, they're going to 
you know, be a playoff contender now. Although I will say the last spot in the NFC, I mean, they are in the mix. Because, I mean, if you have three to five wins in the NFC right now, you're in the mix for a wild card spot. But, um, no, it doesn't necessarily worry me too much. Um, it makes me think next week when we play the Panthers, we probably won't win anymore, <laughs> um, which is fine at this point. I'm full tank mode. But I don't think we're going to win anymore. But, um, like, it's good for them in the sense of, you know, playing teams like us. But I don't think Cam's going to go out there and, you know, compete with Tampa Bay. 100% agree. Yeah, like yeah. it's a big. I think it's an upgrade from Sam Darnold, but I mean, hell, virtually everybody is an upgrade from Sam Darnold at this point. Um, yeah. there, there's not there's not many quarterbacks on NFL rosters right now that wouldn't be an upgrade. Um, and I'm speaking backups here than Sam Darnold. Um, but yeah, it doesn't move an entire that much. It makes sense um, to bring him in and open up the competition a little bit, um, especially given you know Cam is obviously not the player he used to be, but there's still some tread left on those tires. He can still, you know, he's a professional at the end of the day. Um, as long as he's yeah. healthy, he can still play at a, a decently productive level. I mean, we know New England didn't work out great, but I could make the argument that that was mostly with, you know, the groceries that were surrounding him. You asked a chef to make a meal, and he had, you know, four-day-old bread and barely anything else. So, yeah, it, it wasn't great. But let's talk some games. Um this is going to come out after the Thursday night game, but how do we think the Thursday night game plays out? I did put the Ravens in a teaser this week. I tweeted it out. I had to tweet it out early. Um, I teased them down to one, and I'll talk about the other two teams I have in a teaser as we get to them, but the lines moved a, a little bit, yeah. up to eight and a half. How do we think this game plays out? I mean, I... You have to think the Ravens are going to smoke them, but um, I'd agree. Eight and a half, it's getting kind of large though. It's getting a little bit more uncomfortable. This spread. I mean, I'll be honest. I I got them in at seven and a half, which I didn't love as well, but I like it a little bit more. Um, I still generally think that the Ravens should cover, um, but we'll we'll see. But I like them here. But I just, it's getting big though. I agree. Yeah, I, the Dolphins are weird. Um, because there's times where they look like they're a somewhat competitive team with a big number. Let's not get too crazy here, like where they can cover a, a big number. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then there's other times where you're like, nah, I don't know how this team's going to hang in the game. Um, the secondary is a little susceptible. I think Lamar's about to just go off on this team. Like his passing yards, I was looking at um, potentially taking the over there. Haven't placed anything on that one just yet. Um, but, yeah, Ravens win this game. The number's a little big. Once again, this will come out afterwards, so it doesn't really yeah. count for our records. But, yeah, I, I think the Ravens should win this pretty handily. <laughs> yeah, I like the over as well. Yes, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. All right, let's talk about a game we can actually wager on. The Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Colts. The line is set at 10.5. We mentioned the Jags and beating the Buffalo Bills, which we'll get to them in a little bit. But, whew, I mean, yeah. interesting game last week. Uh, same with the Colts. Almost had a backdoor cover for the Jets on Thursday night, but still ended up getting the cover. Still won that game. I mean, they had that game handily decided for a while and then, you know, let the Jets come back into that one. How do you make this game? What are your feelings going into this initially? Another large spread. I'm kind of surprised it's, it's this big. Um, Same. I mean, the Colts are, yeah, I mean, the Colts are rolling now. They, they do seem to be getting things together here. Um, so, that I mean, that's good for them. But, I mean, Jacksonville's coming off of a good win. Uh, you know, their defense plays obviously lights out. Yep. Um, so, I'll probably just stay away from this game, but, I mean, I'm leading Jacksonville here. That, that, that spread is just it's it's real big. I'm just surprised it's that big. 
Same. I, I, this is something we've sort of been alluding to a couple podcasts now, that the Jacksonville defense is sneakily okay and can have mm-hmm. moments where you go, oh, shit, this is a this is a legit defense right now. Um, there, there's other moments where you're like, who the hell's out there right now? But um, I feel like this is too much love to give on the Colts. Like, I feel like this is an opportunity. It's weird because you can't really, you know, buy low, sell high because the Jags are coming off a win here. But it sort of feels like a game for this because of how big the spread is. Because, like... The Colts are wildly inconsistent. Like, I don't yeah. know if you could say there's... I mean, they can run the ball great. Their, their consistency is in the rush game, in the production they're getting out of Taylor. But outside of that, they're not a wildly consistent team to be getting 10 points here. Like, that just... The number seems way too big for this game. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's 10 and a half big. Yeah. Like, that. I was surprised. I'm actually kind of surprised. How are you feeling about the... And we'll talk about each game, but the overall board surprised me this week. I don't love it. I'm just going to say that up front. But uh, how are you feeling about it? Because when I saw this game to start off, I was like, I have a feeling I'm not going to like what Vegas is doing this week. Yeah, I'm with you completely. Uh, this board, it's probably one of my least favorite all year, I'd say. Just there's some, there's some huge spreads, and then there's just some that kind of just make you scratch your head. I hate like eight and a half. Those are annoying. Yep. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't like it at all. I'm with you. The eight and a half and the four and a half, just every time I see them, just are an eyesore to me. I'm just like, Bleh. just want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that are the worst. All righty. Let's move on. Browns Patriots. This is the second team in my three team t- teaser. I teased the Browns up past the seven and a half, but I think this is, might be a spot for a little money dog, uh, underdog money line here. How are we feeling, Browns versus Patriots? Break this down for me as far as what you're feeling in this one. You already know I'm, I'm taking that. You know, I just can't <laughs> pass up on value like that. I never can. Um, yeah, I mean, these are two teams right now. They're, they're rolling. I mean, the Patriots, they're a good team, I guess. Um, yep. I'm looking forward. They, they still have two more against Buffalo, so that's going to be interesting for both teams, in my opinion. Um, and then Cleveland coming off of a, I mean, you saw it, an impressive win. Yeah. I mean, big play after big play. Um, that's Cleveland playing to the full potential to, like, who I, and I think you probably think they can be hundred percent. Um, I know last week, you know, I kind of went on, came on the podcast, you know, sounding the alarm thinking things were about to get real bad for Cleveland, but you know, like the NFL, it's a reactionary league. I'm a reactionary person. Um, that win was huge. If they're able to continue doing that, that offensive line, they can dominate a game as the weather continues to get colder. That's, that's how you win football games. 100%. Um, so right here, I, I can't, I can't go against the value in Cleveland, even though I really do like what New England's doing right now. Um, Mac Jones, uh, that was that was a dirty play last week. Uh, so <laughs> I would yeah, like, I would just like to say, you know, defensive players that see that, I mean, they take note of that. Um, and you got, you know, Garrett, who's been violent towards quarterbacks <laughs> in the past, and Clowney coming in. I, I don't know. I I just think. Defenders take note of that stuff, and they don't like to see that that kind of thing, so that type type of stuff. Sorry. Um, so, I, I just like Cleveland here, and I think that might be a kind of an interesting storyline going forward. I agree. Um, I, it, this one was interesting because I mean the Nick Chubb thing being out with COVID, you know, hurts them a little bit. I think as we talked about with Derrick Henry last week about he's probably the most important non-quarterback in the NFL. Nick Chubb is incredibly important to what the Browns want to do, but they do have depth. They, you know, have gotten production out of their, their running room. Um, that one hurts a little bit, but this is a game where, and I don't even think this is a hot take anymore. It's kind of proven. This The Browns team and Baker plays better when they 
have something to prove, and they don't have to worry about Odell Beckham Jr. and getting him the ball. Like those two things just go hand in hand, and you get the best Baker that you see is when he's an underdog and feels like he has something to prove, which the media has been all over him for his production recently. Yep. And he doesn't have to worry about, as we saw in the Cle- or in the Bengals game doesn't have to worry about forcing the ball to OBJ um, and can just kind of operate within the offense and keep kind of the Kevin Stefanski system, which is sort of keep it simple, um, yep. just rolling. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and like Chubb, obviously, is super important, but I, I think this offensive line is like five years ago, Dallas Cowboy type offensive line where you could plug anyone behind that line and they're going to be able to run the ball. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, we saw that when they played uh, Denver, where that was literally the case. (laughs) Um, Yep. So yeah, I agree. It's weird. Mac Jones too. He's come. It was a dirty play, but he has come around too as a as a rookie sensation. Like Patriots, you know, you just needed a guy to be able to be competent and not losing the games. And you know, the Patriots' offense is getting back um, to what they sort of once were. I mean, obviously they're not going to be there without Tom Brady, but like the system is starting to look a lot more like it used to compared to last year. It's more play action. It relies on the run, two, he- two tight end sets, um, which is interesting. But, yeah, I think Cleveland is just too much right here. And I also think the ability for Cleveland to get pressure without having to blitz is a hugely important thing yeah. for this game. Yeah. All right, Cowboys-Falcons, another big one, an interesting one. I don't know if I like my pick that much in this game. The number is nine. It feels big big here because the Falcons sneakily so have been playing some decently competent football more so Matt Ryan Matt Ryan's flying under the radar as a very kind of solid above average one of the more competitive quarterbacks in the league right now which has been making this team more competitive than it should be can the Cowboys cover a nine-point spread here do you actually do you trust the Cowboys to cover a nine-point spread here so here's the thing I know that you know last week we we, we want to react and that's that's what we do but i think we have to recognize what dallas has done all year and just kind of think that they're they're probably you know last week was just you know an f up they're probably going to go back to their regular selves so i feel pretty confident in taking dallas in the spread it is a big spread and matt ryan has been playing very well um they finally even though it was it's like it was a trevor simeon team um <laughs> they have finally beat a good team um, they've kind of been beaten up on some, some crappy teams, which, hey, I mean, that you have to do that in the NFL. But I, and I do agree. The Falcons have come out. They are scrappy. They definitely are a scrappy team, and they have performed better than we've all expected. But I, I'm going to go with Dallas, just getting back to their who they've been this season. Um, I'm going to you know kind of ignore what happened last week. Last week was crazy for a lot of teams. So I'm going to go with them minus nine. I don't love it, um, but I will take them on that. I don't hate it. Um, especially because I do put stock in the fact that, you know, it's Dak's first game back from an injury, which he didn't practice at all. Exactly. Like this, the NFL is a rhythm league, especially for quarterbacks. You have to be in rhythm and any kind of disruption to your practice schedule to not playing a game, even though it's like, Oh, he just didn't play a game that still just rolls off the rhythm of what you have going into the season. It's the same thing we're going to talk about with Russell Wilson here in a little bit, but I, I agree. Like this team was rolling. They've also played a tougher slate of teams recently. I mean, the Falcons last five opponents are the saints without Jameis, which once again, that offense wasn't exactly like humming, but it was at least more competent yeah. Carolina, which has been a disaster, Miami, the jets and the Washington football team. Those were their last five point or, uh, Games. Meanwhile, the Cowboys have had Denver, Minnesota, which, I mean, 
We've talked about them every week and in, in what they are. <laughs> the Patriots, the Giants, and Carolina. Carolina was a little bit more competitive at that standpoint when they played the Cowboys. So it, they, they have played a, a tougher schedule here, and you don't want to overact too much just to one week, like he said, I think. Yeah. All righty. Cowboys-Jets. What in the world is happening? Cowboys. Or not Cowboys-Jets. Bills-Jets. <laughs> what in the world yeah. is happening to the Bills? They have not looked good after their bye, and I honestly, what do you make of this? Because this is a, a team that, was getting high praise. I gave him high praise. You gave him high praise. Everybody was giving him high praise. And they have really underperformed, to say the least. I mean, dropping a game to the Jags, 9-6, to six, is pull your hair out bad. That, yeah, I was shocked when I saw that. I was just like, Josh Allen get hurt? Like, what's going on? Um, yeah, I mean, that was horrible. Um, I was shocked by it. Obviously, teams this year, or recently, especially recently, have been starting to kind of take away the deep pass. I mean, yep. that's what, that's what they are. They, they, they launched the ball downfield. So they're taking it away. They're making, you know, Allen play a little more conservative. He hates playing that way. Um, he's always hated playing that way. Um, and yeah, I, I, I was shocked to see that score. Oh, I, I didn't really see the game, but I mean, I, I, just, I, you know, I read about it. And just, you didn't miss much. I went back and watched it and I hated myself for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you should definitely be a little concerned. They still, like, like I brought up before, they still have a, they kind of have some tough games ahead. We're going to learn a lot about this team. I, I'm probably, I would maybe go with the Jets. I mean, they're, they're going, they're going forward with Mike White, sounds like. Um, mm-hmm. He showed he kind of play, um, but this is probably a game that I'm going to stay away from, to be honest with you, but I, I kind of lean Jets as crazy as this. <laughs> I do not hate it. If this number was within, you know, if this was like a seven-point game, I'd probably go go in Bills. But the Bills have just been burning me. And this is one of those things where it's like you don't want to want to overreact week to week. But this isn't a week to week thing. This has been back to back games where the Bills have just underperformed mightily. Um, I mean, they beat Miami twenty-six to eleven, but that game was extremely close for the longest time. They lose nine to six to the uh, Jacksonville. They lose to the Titans in a 34 uh, to 31 game where, you know, people can have varying opinions on how that one played out, but still a loss. Um, and the Jets have been surprisingly okay without Zach Wilson. <laughs> now yep. that's not saying much, but like they've been better. That's plain and simple. Accurate. Yeah. It's an accurate statement. So I agree at 10 point or 12 points. It feels a little too big for the Bills right now. Now, they could turn it right back on and get going. Of course they But it's also hard at some points, and we're seeing it with the Chiefs, you kind of get into a rhythm, and it's hard to break that rhythm. Now, this could be the game where they do it, but 12 points is a lot. I'm with you on the Jets. I'm rolling Jets as well. Yeah. Saints-Titans. Numbers 12 and a half. Over-under is 44 and a half. Two and a half. Or two and a half. Two Jesus. And a half. <laughs> it's been a long day, folks. Long day. <laughs> um, I kind of smell an under here. I Especially like the first half number. Um, how, how are you making this game? Do we think last week Titans without Derrick Henry was more of a fluke or more of what we can expect offensively from them going forward? Um, I think it was probably something in the middle. Um, I think it, it was a little fluky probably. However, it wasn't 
fluky enough for me to be worried about taking the Titans in this game. Um, I feel I'm actually, this is one of the games where I'm, I'm kind of surprised by the spread. Um, I, I feel pretty confident in, um, in taking them here. What's funny is, um, I just wanted to point out, and I was with you, and I mean, I think a lot of people were on this. Remember we were kind of on the, um, uh, God, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Don't you just love that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I just totally lost my train of thought. Um, oh, yeah, remember we were just kind of on, you know, like, let's fire the entire staff train? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just funny when you look at the teams that the Titans have actually beat this year. It, they have one of the most impressive, you know, resumes, I'd say, in the NFL. Um, and, you know, that's why I'm going to kind of have to trust them here and take them, you know, in the mice. I mean, you give me two and a half here, yeah, I'm going to go with them. I agree. I have been so wrong about that defense too that defense yeah. has turned all the way up i mean yes. credit where credit is due the titans have come up and are a legitimate threat on defense right now and a le- just a legitimate general they're beating teams they that they have no business beating we thought going into the season probably well maybe not going into the season but in that early part that first couple weeks really screwed up our perception of the titans but they are very good and to be to be taken seriously quite honestly I mean, they've beaten the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and Rams straight. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding me? I mean, that's like going through the playoffs. I mean, they just like basically won the Super Bowl. I mean, that was, I mean that's insane. Virtually is. Um, there was some concern. I kind of like the under here because of the matchup where I think the Titans have clearly come out and said, we are going to be a power run team, and we're going to build our offense off that. And the Saints defense, pretty decent there. Um, and so I do think this is a game where they're going to come out initially, try to do that. And that's sort of why I like that first half under, and I kind of like the back or the, the full game under at 44 and a half. Um, I'm not a completely sold on it just cause they, they'll make an adjustment. I think that Julio Jones, even though he's not the player he once was, needs to sort of step up and some, win some individual yeah. battles in this game. Yeah. Um, for that to, to be the case. But I do think they're the better team, especially with the quarterback situation going on in new orleans like yeah i i, I don't have any I like faith your in rationale for that I, I really do i mean that makes total sense this strikes me as like a very quick moving game clock should be running a lot yep um saints can't really move the ball and you know we'll see what the titans are going forward um yeah i, I like your rationale for that yep I, that's kind of where i'm at there and i i do um I do think we we need to just start talking about the Titans differently, as you said, because they have they have come up that defense. You, it's no longer you know we can't just sit here and say that's a bad defense because that defense is playing very good football right now in all the key metrics too. When you look at them, um, it's yep. very impressive what they've done there. Alrighty, next game, our game. <laughs> Bucks heading to Washington. The lines at nine and a half. Over under is fifty one and a half. I'm not gonna lie, I am terrified of this game. Not for the spread, not because I believe we're gonna lose this game. You shouldn't. <laughs> but because your field is cursed, mm. and I am honestly to the point where I say, "Screw it, take the L. Don't even play Tom Brady. Don't even let him get on the plane. I don't want him on that field. Play Blaine Gabbert, <laughs> Ryan Griffin, anyway. Don't play. You're him. not gonna get an L if you play Blaine Gabbert. That's true. Are you me? It's very true. Win. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's reasonable concern to have. Yeah, I mean, not even Tom, just any key player on that offense. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you 
that's a reasonable concern. Um, as far as the game goes, yeah, you guys are going to cover. This is like a lock. Um, I was considering it when it was at minus 400. I was honestly considering putting a grand on Bucks <laughs> and just winning 250 because it's just a lock. It's, I'm telling you, it's a lock. There is 0% chance Washington wins this football game. Um, so if you have, like, if you're a gambler who doesn't mind, you know, putting down, you know, four-figure yeah. wagers, put it on the Bucks. I, I swear on my life Washington <laughs> will not win this game. Dude, if Washington wins this game, this face is not only worried – but there is some very horrible thoughts being run through my head, and just this show is going to look very differently come next week if the Bucks lose this game. If we were to win this game, I would, and you know, not at you, just in general, I would sit on my couch and just laugh. Like, <laughs> what the that there, dude? No chance. Yeah, there's no 0% chance. Zero percent chance. Um, and I mean, I would put the chance at Washington covering at about five. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't put much. I mean, like, I almost made this, like, I have only locked a handful of games this year in, um, but I almost put this as, like, my lock this century. I, I didn't do it, yeah. but, like, it. I there is no reason we shouldn't cover this number. There's just no reason. Like, if we're not, one, there's some horrific injuries going on, or we're having seizures on the sideline and our brains have gone to mush and are just noodle-braining the whole thing, and I don't, like, pack it and go home. But there's no I, way we don't cover this game. No way. The only only thing like I mean that or literal monsoon. <laughs> also the true. monsoon. Yeah. Like, you guys win ten three. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not happening. No. Uh, yeah. I don't think we need to spend much more time. But I am very very nervous <laughs> about going to this field and just what this has done the to quarterbacks. Field monster. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it, it's a bit of a home field advantage. Terrifying. If I was an NFL quarterback going into this, I'd be terrified. <laughs> um, all right. Lions-Steelers. Lions at 8.5, over under 42.5. Just shaking the head. Nope. Don't like it. <laughs> I hate this game. This is the worst game. Are you kidding me? Um, I mean, the Lions are the worst team in the NFL. I think we you know, are pretty 100% in, in saying that yeah <laughs> and the Steelers the Steelers dude I don't care what the record is the Steelers suck yep they are not good they suck I am praying that they don't make it to the playoffs because whatever you know whatever game that is on our precious playoff weekend is a waste because whoever <laughs> they play in the playoffs they're going to lose by 30 and we're all going to be pissed that we're sitting there watching the terrible game on our playoff weekend I hate the Steelers I hate Big Ben he is terrible <laughs> he is so bad if I were a Steelers fan, I would just be, I, I would hate watching them. I mean, it, it's like watching um, Alex Smith last year or two years ago when he just like, you know, he did an incredible thing or no, it was last year. He did an incredible thing, but I, I'm, it, yeah, it's like the same type of thing with Ben. It is so frustrating to watch him and to watch that team. That Bears Steelers game last week, I mean, the refs were frustrating, but I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers were about just as frustrating. Um, and then I hate the number eight and a half. Yep. I, I, I kind I mean, I love the Steelers here. Like if you ever, if you're in a survivor pool and you're still alive somehow, I like the Steelers to win this game. I like to kind of use them here, but eight and a half is kind of big with, with what I saw out of this team last, last week. <laughs> um, the Bears should have won that game, and the Bears are not very good. Um, uh, let's, yeah. Justin Fields, Justin Fields last week for the first time, I mean, he looked like an elite quarterback. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so we need to take note of that. Um, so I, I think I like the Lions plus eight and a half, but I just hate this game in general. I 
hate these teams and I hate the Steelers. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have much more to add than that. I agree like with everything you just said there. I also agree. I think this number is a little too big for the Steelers to be covering at this point. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I know the Lions are bad. We are all aware. That is not shocking everybody. There's like one dude in Detroit who's like, what? This is a great football team. <laughs> Outside of that, there's literally nobody on the planet who thinks this team is good. I mean, they're burying footballs out there. Like, they're a freaking D1 or D2 program. Like, it's it's a bad situation in Detroit. Yeah. But eight and a half, it's a mighty big spread for a team that quite honestly sucks. I mean, is bad, bad. And and they have holes all around them. Like, it's not... We give the defense way too much credit. They're not as good as we think. They can be got, as you said. They turned Justin Fields, who has not looked great, into some where I walked away going like, oh, shit, they might have the guy. And then I remember they played the Steelers, and I'm like, hmm, let me see if you can put some back-to-back weeks together. Yeah. (laughs) But I literally walked away thinking like, oh, shit, maybe Justin Fields is ahead of progression here. Oh, me too. And then, and then I kind of like reeled it in, reeled yep. it in. So, all right, let's 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 see that again. But yeah, the Steelers. Oh my, oh my. Like that team is their offense is Najee Harris. Yeah. Oh, 100. percent And I think you have to be thrilled how how he turns out. I think we both oh, were in yeah. agreement that he was like the perfect, like not really the perfect because they had other needs besides him, but the perfect like Steeler running back. But he is yeah. way ahead of schedule. The production you're getting out of him is fantastic. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Um. <laughs> this next game, I saw it on the schedule, and I immediately said, "Oh, some real dumb shit's about to happen in this one." Vikings Chargers. The number's three and a half, or three. I apologize. Right now, you might be getting three and a half, depending on your sports book. Over under fifty three and a half. Chargers Vikings. Something dumb, incredibly dumb, is going to be happening in this game. This game has dumb things written all over it. Of course it does. I mean, <laughs> the Vikings coaching staff we're talking about. I mean, there's got to be something dumb has to happen. What a dumb team. I mean, <laughs> you're up by seven, and let's do a fake punt on our own 38. What are you? What are they doing? <laughs> Dude, I, I tweeted, they're the embodiment of depression, because you think that there are times where they trick you to be like, yeah, we're good, we're all right. And then you're like, oh, no, we are miserable in a very dark place. <laughs> and you know what? That state as a sports town in general is in a very dark place. They, yes. There's no kind of success going on over there. Um, yep. I mean, it's it's rough. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're that. I understand why they're that. They were that afraid of Lamar Jackson. I mean, all the Ravens did in the second half: touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> I mean, but but oh my gosh, um, I, I just I think you got to go Chargers here. And you know, when this team goes three and six, I, I really think Minnesota needs to start thinking about firing the coaching staff. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, Mike Zimmer. Like you said, I agree. I think Zimmer can probably be a defensive coordinator somewhere in this league. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But, you know, this team, after, you know, in my opinion, most likely losing this game to L.A., I mean, they're going to be three and six, and that is a major disappointment. They've had a really hard schedule. I will give them that. But yep. that's just underperforming big time, and, and I think it's time. It's time to move on, and, I mean, they're going to have to figure it out there because, like you said, this team's – they're talented. You see it sometimes as offense. You're just like, oh my god. Um, but man, they just they underperform. Dude, there are GMs in this league that give away their firstborn child to have Cook, Thielen, and Jefferson as a trio, and they are just mismanaging it worse than I have I could ever imagine. I mean, they're mismanaging it like David Cully mismanages games. 
where mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy mismanages timeouts. Like it is, I mean, an absolute train wreck in Minnesota right now. But they still put up points. They still manage to trick you into being like, oh yeah, this this you because you can see what they can be. There are times in the game where they're just overperforming a coaching staff where the game has just passed them by as a whole. Um, Mike Zimmer could definitely be a, a DC, I think. You know, simplify it a little bit there, but yeah, it's 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 bad and dumb things. And the Chargers have some dumb plays in them too, like just where they're trying to make things happen and it just goes oh, yeah. hilariously wrong. But they're a very good football team, so yeah, dumb things all over this game. I don't know if I'm going to pick a side. Um, underdogs have just been cashing tickets left and right, so I, there's a part of me that's just like take the dog and let it roll. But I, the Chargers are the better team and. Because there's also a part of my brain that just thinks like, man, if they just get it together, the Vikings, like there's a week where it's just going to click, right? And they're just going to destroy a team. And what if it's this week? And that's the problem with betting against them for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just I agree, but you just got to go with generally they're not going to do that. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's the smart thing. It's the logical part of your brain speaking there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cardinals, Panthers, the number is 10 over under 44. We're going to talk about the 49ers a little bit because I have some thoughts. But <laughs> <laughs> the Cardinals, I mean, got themselves a win with as Annie, the girl who does the uh, like NFL, I don't know if you've seen them, press conferences, calling Colt McCoy. <laughs> she said the 49ers made him look the dollar or the Walmart version of Daniel Jones look like Tom Brady. Died laughing. <laughs> but Colt McCoy played a game. I mean, I. We're going to talk about the 49ers, but the number, this is a large number as well. I, I think at this point, we all just have to accept the fact that the Cardinals are really, really good. They yeah. sort of play a backyard, junkyard style of football, but it just works. Mm-hmm. And I, the number's big. I'm having a hard time. I'm probably going to stay away from it. The, the Panthers are terrible. We know that. The number still feels bad, but man, the Cardinals, I mean, we just have to admit, right? They're, a, they're officially a Super Bowl contender at this point in time. Oh, yeah, you have to admit it. I mean, they have the most points in the NFC, and they've given up the least amount of points in the NFC. They have an 8-1 and one record. They're awesome. Um, <laughs> and the Panthers suck, so I feel pretty good in actually taking them here, um, taking Cardinals here. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously that it's, it's a big figure, but, um, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals are just – they're rolling Whoa. with injuries. I mean, a lot of injuries. That's the part that's crazy to me. Last week, I took the 49ers. <laughs> thinking a very clear thought process and the Cardinals still came out without all of their best weapons for the most part. I mean, Connor stepped up and looked like he was shot out of a cannon, but I I mean, and they just mauled them. It was incredible to watch. Like, and I keep thinking like Cliff Kingsbury is going to mess this up. He's going to find a way. And he just doesn't. They, they seem to have a, I don't know if they have a horseshoe up their ass or what the, what is going on there, but this is a good football team. And like you said, the, the metrics speak for themselves. At some point, there will probably be a little regression, but yeah. you can't ignore them at this point. Like, you just, nope. you let it roll. <laughs> um, all right. Seahawks Packers. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers, last I saw, we have no idea if he's playing yet. We don't know. That will change the number greatly. It opened at five. It's moved down to three. I mean, if he's playing, then I like the number at three, but it's obviously going to move as soon as he's announced, um, I think. Yeah. I would I would assume so. Um, how do we feel about this game? Russ is back, first game back, over under 49.5. Where, where are you making this one? I mean, it's so hard for me to comment on this because of what we just said. We 
we really don't know if Rogers is playing. Right. Um, so, you know, I make this simple. If Rogers is playing, I mean, as long as that number doesn't jump past, like, it gets over, like, six. Yep, that's I, where I put I it. Might, I'm probably going to go to Seattle. Um, but if Rogers doesn't play, I'm going to Seattle no matter what. Um, Jordan, the Jordan Love experience was, ooh, that was ugly. Um, against the Kansas City defense, let's, let's remember that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Rogers is the, the key factor here. I think Green Bay, I mean, obviously, you know, they have to go by protocols, but they haven't been to begin with. So I think they're going to do everything they possibly can to get Aaron Rodgers on the field here. But um, yeah, basically what I just said, you know, Rodgers is the key. Um, if Rodgers doesn't play, I'm going to go Seattle. If Rodgers comes back and it's like Packers, you know, minus six and a half, I'll stick with Seattle. But anything under that, I'll probably take Green Bay if Rodgers is in. I agree. Here's the other part. The Green Bay Packers defense. Now, don't take this as like I'm saying they're the greatest thing since sliced bread, but they are sneakily good. And by sneakily, I mean they're a top five team when you look at net yards adjusted per pass attempt. They give up the fifth least amount of yards. And this is a game when we talked about it with the Cowboys, or we talked about it when we were breaking down the Cowboys game this week. You know, quarterbacks rely a ton on rhythm. Russell had a pretty significant injury to his throwing hand. He's out. He was out. He hasn't been there. The co- Another coaching staff where the game is passing them by and Pete Carroll. Um, yeah. This is a team that when Russell was out, obviously tempo slowed down. They, they ran the ball more, less play action. Those things are going to, they're going to step up. But I would not be surprised if we saw a rusty Russell Wilson here. So to your point, if the number is within a touchdown, within the six, I like the Packers. I wouldn't even mind grabbing it here. I mean, that's a that's a yeah. pretty big roll of the dice because you're going to get the the love experience potentially. But I, I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion Aaron Rodgers would be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't hate the idea of you know locking it down right now because I, I I lean towards Rodgers is going to play. Exactly. And uh, the other thing that's been nice is A.J. Dillon's come along. The run game for the Packers has been very good. (laughs) And just the production there. That was driving me a little bit crazy in that game. You know, I know you're down 14-0, but when you were handing it off to A.J. Dillon, he was running for about 12 yards. When, you know, Jordan Love is going back to pass it, it's it's incomplete. (laughs) (laughs) It's a waste of a down. Yeah, I mean, I understand you're down 14-0, but it off yeah i agree make them stop it at that point in time like i i agree with it um yeah yeah that's the thing with the some of the new new brand of coaches is they're so so focused it feels like on the fact that like passing is more efficient which it is obviously and like you know we know all the statistics and the change of the game but at some times you just got to like snap out of that mode and realize we're gashing this team on the ground we don't have a quarterback that is efficient or really even looks like he belongs in the NFL right now. Uh, yeah. Like the young quarterback in his first start. I mean, help him out. Don't have him constantly getting second and 10, third and 10. Like, come on. I agree. Like, I'm not going to sit here and ask like I'm uh, I'm a smarter game caller than Matt LaFleur, but I'm, I'm no. smart enough to understand that that adjustment should be made. Like somebody should have been in his ear. Like, what are we doing? Like, where, where's the offensive coordinator? Where's the running backs coach or like anybody advocating for change? Like, it, it, it's baffling sometimes how 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 brilliant some of these dudes are and how stupid they coach sometimes is truly baffling. With you, yeah. Um, all right. Eagles, Broncos. Uh, <laughs> another team that listened apparently to our podcast and was like, 
F these dudes. They think we're soft, and the Broncos just balled out. Or maybe Von Miller just pissing them off with their Halloween nonsense or what. And the same thing with the Eagles, too. Both these teams just were like, yeah, let's just buck the trend and show up all of a sudden. This game is at two and a half. I I, I, I don't know. There are times where I'm like, the Eagles could be sweet, but Nick Sirianni throws up on himself, or the defense decides to lay a dud, even though I think they're actually pretty decent when they decide to show up and, and pretty good. They get great. They're very physical on the defensive line. I rewatched their game. It looked good. And then you got the Broncos where it's like, oh, yeah, this is a damn good football team all of a sudden. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Other times, they look they look soft. Like, the, uh, it, I, I don't know. Also, I do know this, though. Jalen Hurts, when he takes off, what, no matter how it plays, it's electric. I immediately just perk up. It, it's so fun watching him take off and run. <laughs> He's really fucking fast he's very fast a little faster than maybe i realized when he was at bama in oklahoma i knew he could scoot but i didn't know how fast he was going to be in the nfl um and that kind of worried me about him and while you know he still has a lot to you know improve on in his game his legs i mean yeah they're they're deadly um but yeah i mean like you said the eagles you know i mean they hung around with LA. They easily could have won the game. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, obviously they kicked Detroit's ass two weeks ago. And, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to think of these two teams. Cause you know, we were <laughs> really trash Denver after, you know, we witnessed them live and then they go out and I mean, that game was, I mean, they annihilated Dallas. I mean, Dak looked like he forgot how to play football. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was bizarre. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I hate this game. I don't know what to do since I, I kind of am not really a believer in either team. And I think it's in, in my opinion, this is really a pick them. I, I would just take the Eagles money line just based on the value. Cause to me, this is, this, uh, this is just a pick. I mean, I understand the, you know, the spread is two and a half, but in my eyes, this is a pick them. So I, I'd go with the dogs. I don't disagree with this. I do think this, I don't know what it is about the Broncos jerseys. I love the Broncos jerseys, but for whatever reason, they just look more intimidating when, like, when they're playing well. They just look like they're literally just ragdolling people. And it, 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 I think it's either the color combination or the way their jerseys are. But for some reason, they just like pop off the screen for me. And I'm just, I feel like they just like were bullying the Cowboys last week. I mean, they were, but it looked exponentially worse first run through. And I think my dumb brain sees their jerseys, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a physical football team. They're just gonna ragdoll you. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I make it also a pick them. I thought the spread was weird. I my gut initial the moment I saw this number was Eagles. Now I am sure I will live to regret this. <laughs> Teddy Two Gloves will probably put up like a bajillion points and they'll win by like twenty. But I agree. I, I make it a pick them. Two feels interesting. Two and a half. We'll go there. The third team in my teaser is in this next game. That would be the loss. Las Vegas Raiders teased them up to a nice eight and a half. So um, they are going against the Chiefs. The number's two and a half. Over-unders, 52 and a half. Honestly, until he was gone, I think I underestimated Ruggs' importance to this team because there is a difference between their offensive capabilities, and it's not much, but like not having that deep, over-the-top threat that you have to respect is pretty tough to overcome. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. I, I discredited, like, I'm not saying he's a super, he was a superstar, but I, no, I, I discredited I, his value 
to be honest well, with this I, team. You know, I, I'm with you. I did bring it up last week. I think they were going to miss his ability to strike the field. Um, and they went, I will pat my back. I also said they should bring in Deshaun Jackson. They did. You um, nailed it, for sure. Nailed it. <laughs> don't, don't, um, don't worry, that clip's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> that just sucks. Um, yeah. And, I mean, it's going to take a toll on that team. Um, I know he's been a little maybe underwhelming for a first-round pick, but he has 4-2 speed. Um, he's a guy that every defense is aware of where he is on the field. He's on the field because he's just an absolute blazer. Um, he could stretch the defense. They, they, so they lost a pretty important piece. I believe he was leading the team in receiving yards. Um, he had like over, he had about 450. So he was on pace for about a thousand yard season. So I, I mean, yeah, it's going to take a toll on the team, the offense, not having the ability to have someone to stretch the field. Um, I like maybe for their future. I know injuries are an issue for this guy, but Deshaun Jackson, I don't hate that idea. Um, and, you know, he's kind of, I know they're now Vegas, but Deshaun has the California ties. Um, <laughs> this is, a, um, yeah. Um, but I mean, I agree. Losing, you know, a speedster like that is tough. Um, bringing in Jackson, who still has the speed, I mean, that will help as long as he's able to stay on the field. Injuries are always a concern with him. Yep. Um, and obviously, you know, he's, he's, he's getting old, let's be honest, but he could still, he could still fly. Um, as far as this game, I, I, I like your idea of teasing that eight and a half. Um, you know, Kansas City probably can't cover something that big. Um, so that's, that's, that's something I would be very comfortable with. Um, I do kind of like Kansas City to cover the two and a half. I'm not super confident about that, uh, but I, I kind of like them to go in and win this game. I'm thinking Kansas City is going to, we're maybe going to see them start to kind of come around. Maybe, you know, things will start to come together a little bit. That's kind of just, it's a hunch I have. I don't have any sort of inside information on that or anything. <laughs> That's just kind of a hunch I have. I think they're going to kind of start to come together and we're going to start to see them maybe start to roll a little bit more. Um, and then Vegas, there's just so much going on with that team still. I mean, yep. they also lost, I, I'm spacing on the corners. They're their first time pick that, you know, that nightmare that they just released, you know, for him going on Instagram live, you know, pointing guns and threatening to kill someone. Um, yep. I mean, what, what a nightmare. Um, you have to think, Mike Mayock at this point is very concerned about his GM job with that team. I mean, the last the last couple first round draft picks, um, I think, what through 2019 and 2020, I think all five might be off the team at this point. Um, that sounds about crazy. right. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, which is crazy. Um, and then you're also kind of you know questioning some of the more recent draft picks. So yeah, the Raiders, while it was kind of nice, I, I you know I have predicted this before and I've been wrong, but I, I'm thinking they're going to start to kind of kind of fall. I agree. You can only outrun these things for so long. Um, yeah. The 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 Chiefs thing is interesting. When I was looking, when I was doing my prep and kind of looking through the numbers, the defense. Once again, take this with a grain of salt. I'm not saying they're like all of a sudden just some great defense, but they're firming up a little bit. Like they are a becoming a little bit better. I, I cannot overstate how big the Ingram signing was and being allowing Jones to kick inside, and you saw it kind of last week and the defense it was built to play with a lead it was built to have the offense torch people and then bend don't break style they're playing a little bit better they're under they're making adjustments on the fly it's a little bit more competitive on that side on the opposite side though there is still i don't know what i don't know what is going on because the turnovers are still a problem mahomes's uh, attention to detail seems to be a bit of a problem to be That's honest, a good way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's not yeah. just him. Like, there are some other players. Uh, attention to deep just drops that oh. shouldn't be happening. Getting their head upfield before they secure the ball, just like different things. But it, it just feels like the attention to detail isn't there this season. 
but we are getting to the later part of the season. I, I think we both have been on this train. You don't want to try to time the market. You know, think of it like a stock. You're not trying to time the market. You've consistently been betting against them, but I do think within a field goal against the Raiders, it, yeah, that feels like a pretty decent spot to say. I'm going to pick my spot and take the Chiefs here because I do think they'll start to turn around. The Kelsey thing, too. I think he's getting a little pissed off because everybody and their mother, I feel like, is telling us that he's yeah. washed. And I don't disagree in the fact that I think that, you know, the shine isn't as bright on him. He is, he's getting older. He's taking some hits. He's yeah. coming down a little bit. When you play press coverage against him, you know, he doesn't get as much separation as you would like. But the man still balls. And I do think that's kind of eating him out a little bit. And I do think this is a game, divisional game. We see the Chiefs turn it around a little bit. I, I, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. Uh, that's not. I don't think it would shock anybody. I don't think they're going to go very far, unless things really dramatically change. But I I agree with your point. This is a this this feels like a spot where they turn it around a little bit, and they have defensively, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, last game. I got we got some things to talk about here. You sir have been right a lot <laughs> when it comes to the Shanahan air. I am officially hopping onto your wagon that this man. Is the most well? I don't know if you would consider him the most overrated coach, and I think I'm not going to go that far. But he is incredibly overrated as a head coach. Great offensive mind, no doubt about it. Probably going to be a great offense coordinator when he goes back to that position if he ever goes back. I'm sure he'll get another head coaching job somewhere if he ever leaves the 49ers. Not saying they're firing, but he is an overrated head coach. What ha- transpired last Sunday was embarrassing. I mean, embarrassing to a level. That a guy that gets that much praise and a team that has as much talent as they have, that game should be nowhere close to what per played on the field. So you have been correct. I am officially hopping onto your bandwagon that he is an overrated head coach. Um, yep. That's not to say that he's a you know bottom half of the league head coach, but like he's overrated for what everybody's been saying. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe maybe uh, I, maybe I misunderstood. I I'm I mean, I'm deferring to your take now. You've been right on him completely. I mean. Yeah, it's just, and honestly, I have noticed literally just this past week, a lot of people are hopping on this bandwagon. A lot of people are starting to say, you know, when at what point do we kind of look at Kyle Shanahan and be like, hmm, is he on the hot seat? Um, I mean, if he didn't just get that five-year extension for God knows really what, um, yeah. for being, I don't really know why. Um, literally living off of a Super Bowl run that, like, in yeah. hindsight, you're like, mm. yeah. I mean, at this point, when you look at his entire tenure, looks like just kind of a anomaly, a yep. fluke kind of type thing. Um, yeah, I mean, and what's going to really come down to it, I think, you know, obviously he's fine this year, literally because of him and his contract is what is keeping him alive at this point. I think because I mean, they're not going to pay him, you know, five years down the line. He's not going to be their head coach. Right. Um, I mean, what it's going to come down to is is Trey Lance successful or not um, in the long run with him, you know, which I think we'll know within the next two years. Um, but I, I think that's what's going to be with Kyle Shanahan. And yeah, I'm just with you. He's just, he's just, I think he's kind of, he's an overrated head coach. Like I've been saying, yep. I don't know how much, I just don't know how, I'm not going to say it's like players disrespect him because it's not that, but I just don't know like how much they look up to him, like as a head coach and like kind of just, you know, respect like kind of his authority. I don't know. It, he just doesn't strike me as that type. Um, and then as far as this game goes, I mean, I, I like LA here. Um, you agree to give me four points. I'm, 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 I can't not take them here. Just kind of with everything that's going on with the Niners. Like you said, that loss, man. Oh my gosh. Embarrassing. I mean, yes. Uh, totally embarrassing. Um, 
when I was on this podcast, I was under the impression, you know, Kyler would probably play when I said, you know, pick them as dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me him and DeAndre are out. Colt McCoy is in there. Come on. And you uh, still yeah, get embarrassed. Yeah, totally. I mean, like completely embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awful. Dude, it was shocking. I went back and watched that, and I mean, they got bullied. Like, up front oh, yeah. at the line of attack got bullied. And they also made, they basically just went out. And Colt McCoy is, like, the disrespect they showed that man, because Colt McCoy, he has had ample opportunities to show whether or not he's a starting quarterback, and he showed that he is not. But he is still a professional, and he still understands where the ball needs to go, and he understands. Tenure. Yeah, he's got that tenure. You're right, exactly. Yeah. Like, and the 49ers just said, we're not going to make you go deep on us. We're not going to make you push it. We'll give you the short stuff. Beat us that way. And he just took it all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. I think he had the lowest, when I was looking at it, I'm pretty sure he had the lowest intended air yards of any quarterback last week. And they still just torched him. <laughs> well, Cole McCoy was a Washington football team member for about five or six years. I thought it was hilarious that that's the route they went. Cole McCoy, McCoy can't throw a deep ball. He has no <laughs> arms. That's where that's where his game is. Short pass, and they just gave it to him. Literally they all gave game it to him. Zero adjustments. You know, a thirteen-year vet. I mean, I know he doesn't get a lot of playing time, but you give him passes, he's going to complete them. Correct. <laughs> he's going to get the ball out, and then his playmakers made plays. That's yeah. without a fact. But like, you just gave him easy stuff. Like, you just watched that game, and it was like, what are they doing? Um, and then the offense. I mean, without Kittle, we we saw their their kind of a mess and even with them they were still a mess this past week and I, I it it's bad like you were the first person that I know of that was ahead of the Kyle Shanahan thing and I'm with I'm out on him I, I, I just completely out on this guy now the Rams there are p- probably people 49ers fans who are going to listen to this or hear this and be like well they sucked last week and it's like yeah that one I think I don't know if you're buying to it but I bought that as more of a fluke I mean Stafford's a little bit more banged up I, it, that felt more fluky than it was like yeah, this team just like doesn't have any idea what they're doing. Which, when you watch the 49ers, I get the distinct feeling like it doesn't feel like anybody knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, that that was my take on that. You have been right there <laughs> um, and ahead of the curve on that one. So, but this is why you listen to Trophy Kids podcast. We just we're ahead of the curve on some things every once in a while. Ahead of the curve on some things, wrong on some other things. <laughs> yes, and we'll openly <laughs> admit it. Um, I don't hide it. My record is my record is attached to my bio everywhere. <laughs> I ain't hiding out there. <laughs> um, I'm not renting fake like office rooms pretending they're private jets and saying buy my picks. <laughs> um, we putting in real work out here, real records. Um, all right. Yeah, that was my, that's about it. The the three team teaser that I gave out, um, I feel pretty good about with the Ravens. Who did I say again? Oh, now I'm forgetting. Oh yeah, Browns, Ravens, and uh, uh, Raiders. Raiders. Yep. I'll tweet out the card, but those are the picks of. I don't know if you have anything else before we wrap this up, but it's it's an interesting part of the year right now. We're uh, we're gonna see what some teams are made of here very 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 shortly. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a tough board. Um, all I would just say is, yeah, Tampa Bay, nine and a half, lock. Lock. <laughs> uh, dude, we're going to have so many problems. This podcast is going to have a very distinctive feel come next Thursday if this game, if we do not, one, do not cover this game, and God forbid we lose, my brain might literally explode. <laughs> we'll just say that. I'll lose, man. I'm in full tank mode. You better not lose. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would be too. <laughs> Let's just say this is not a year where you want to be back in the draft trying to get a quarterback, which is what the football team will be doing. You need to be center stage to be able to, I would assume, draft Matt Corral. But there, 
I, I, I'm not putting a whole lot of stock into this year's quarterback draft coming out, and so I, I would be full tank mode if I were you as well. Full tank. All right, that'll do it for us this week. And as always, peace.